Um, Pastor Gilbert was uh, very eager to share with us the word of the Lord, and so we eagerly also want to listen. Come, let's welcome him. Good morning, Trinity Methodist Church. So good to be here with all of you. Greetings uh, from my uh, Pastor Daniel, the founding senior pastor of the UMC. He says hi to all of you. He was here, I believe, in March, right? And also uh, Pastor Chris as well, who will be joining you in September. He says hi to you as well. So I'm, I'm just a messenger bringing the greetings to all of you this morning. Um, so again, I'm so glad to be here with you uh, today. I have my, my wife, uh, Yukiko, with you. Can I ask you to stand? So some of you may be wondering, why, why does she have a Japanese-sounding name? Is she a Malaysian with a Japanese name? No, she is pure Japanese. Uh, so if you're wondering where we met, come and talk to me later. Huh? Also today, we have Bridget as well. Bridget. Bridget is my colleague. Uh, she runs the Worship Academy at the UMC. So all three of us are very, very honoured to be here this morning. We thank you for your hospitality and your generosity. All right. So earlier, we read Joshua 24, verse 15. Now, there was a story that I just recently heard about an eight-year-old girl. This eight-year-old girl was adopted into a family. So her growing up, uh, before eight years, she lived in, in, in an in a, in a orphanage. And all her life, from one to seven or one to eight, all she knew was a lot of pain, uh, rejection, uh, people say no to her, and her value and her worth was uh, were stunted. So when she was embraced into this new family of hers, uh, she had a time slowing to, to adjust to family life. Uh, one of her dreams of this girl is to go to Disney World. She has seen in movies about uh, what a magical place this is, but it's only a far-fetched dream. So this particular family of us knew, knew of her dream and wanted to surprise her and say, hey, let's, we're going to bring you to, uh, to Disney World. When she first heard this news, she couldn't believe it. She was in totally utter disbelief. Really? Me going to Disney World? So, because of all her knowing about being rejected, being sick, being told no, in her mind, this is, this is a lie. It's not true. And she began to act up, began to uh, be a bit more rebellious, be, again, to be more rude to her siblings, more defiant to her parents, and, and because she, she didn't know how to respond. So it got to the extent where her parents were very, ex ex uh, very frustrated, like, what do we do with her? Should we confront her and tell her off, saying that you are acting up? And her dad, in, 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 uh, in a wise man, sit, sat down with her and began to talk to her. Hey, Jane, not Jane here. <laughs> hey, Jane, uh, you, are you part of this family? Do you want to go to well, this, sorry, this new world as a family? She just paused for a while and began to ponder. Yes, I want to go as a, a family. So my point here this morning is, all of us are part of a family. We have come from different backgrounds. We have gone through different 
seasons of life, we have experienced all kinds of, of pains and upbringings in life. Some very painful experience, some good experience. But as we gather together as a church, in this case, Trinity Methodist Church, we are here as a family. A family makes up of people who are imperfect, people that probably irritate each other. We may have stepped on each other's toes, but a family also extends grace, extends love, extends patience to each other, seeking to build each other up. So this morning, I'm asking you, are we together as a family? So you turn to your neighbor, are we in this as a family? So I'm sorry if I step on your toes. Huh? So we read the scripture just now about Joshua saying that, uh, that but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Serving the Lord is a choice. Joshua made a choice, a very clear decision. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. We will honor the Lord. We will bring His glory to wherever God brings us to. In this case, we are now living in the land of the Amorites. We will serve the Lord. So wherever God places you, in your place of work, in your place of education, your vocation, or in your area of interest, I'm so mentioned I like cycling and running. I intentionally go out and ride and run with people who are non-believers. So wherever God place you in your area of interest, you are serving God there. Not merely in this household, but also wherever God places you. So because we sang the song just now, uh, your love is powerful, uh, grace abound. Your love is powerful. People out there, your friends who are non-believers, do not know the power of God, the love of God, until they see you, until they encounter you, uh, how God works in and through your life, through your everyday routine life, be it at work, be it as a wife or a husband or a parent or an employer or an employee. So God works in and through you as you serve Him faithfully. So the question I want to ask you today, uh, TMC, is what does it mean to serve? What does it mean to serve? Now quickly, just ask your neighbour, what does it mean to serve? I'm, I'm sure it's not this, right? In Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, it says, um, it's not on screen, but if you have Bibles with me, can you turn with me to Galatians chapter 1, verse 10? 
I'm sure this is not your reason, right? He says that, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of men. I'm sure you're not, right? Not trying to win the approval of men, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. If pleasing people is my goal, then I am not a servant of Christ. I'm here to please God. Everyone say, please God. So tell your neighbor, you're a servant of God then. Pleasing God. And, and God has blessed us with different gifts. Uh, we're here, as gifts, we're here to complement each other. And, and I am terrible at uh, administration. That's why I married my wife, to keep me in line. <laughs> my wife is, 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 is a brilliant lady who compliments me, who helps me in so much, much ways that I, I lack. Um, I want to ask my colleague, Bridget, to come and share from her perspective, what does it mean to serve? Come, Bridget. Hi, good morning. Um, so yes, what does it mean to serve? Um, so a bit background myself, um, I am serving in uh, the worship team. Uh, I play the keyboard. Um, I also lead a team of musicians uh, in the worship team. Um, and as um, Pastor Gilbert has mentioned, um, I am working in church um, and I run Res Resonate Academy. So Resonate is our worship team. Uh, Resonate Academy is um, um, a place where we, uh, what's that word? Um, empower people with skills uh, to serve um, in, the music, uh, in the ministry. Um, so yeah, what does it mean to serve? To me, um, serving is giving God my time willingly um, to serve the body of Christ. So it's truly a privilege um, to serve um, because He deserves my all. Not because I earn um, my way to serve others with the talents and gifts that God has given, um, but because He uses me and He molds me from my brokenness and to use it for His glory. So, yeah, I serve in the worship team um, and um, the desire to serve is not just because I can um, with the skills and talents that He has given, um, but because of what He has done for me personally um, through my imperfections, through my lack, um, that He deserves my all um, and, and truly to see how um, I encounter God and how others can encounter God as well. Um, serving also teaches me how to love others genuinely um, in serving. I'm not sure about y'all, but for me, um, I deal with a lot of people um, and people have different characters, um, different backgrounds, um, and sometimes uh, we rub on each other's shoulders, step on each other's toes. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think he got loud, but for me, yes, loud. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, 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 the struggles and the frustrations that I, that I encounter are like, you know, scheduling people to play and to serve um, for weekends. And, you know, they'll come back to me and say, uh, sorry, I cannot. Loud. And, you know, it's just like, why you cannot? Um, but... Yeah, God has really um, been faithful um, in providing and um, bringing people at the right time through prayer. Um, and just remembering that Christ first loved me and I'm not perfect either um, helps me to choose to love them 
um, through Christ uh, and to choose to spend time with them, choose to build relationships um, with them. Um, just want to share a quick story. Recently, I have a member um, who took a break for a while. Um, and during this break, he told me, uh, I, want to, I want to catch up with you. I want to share with you some things. But he took a bit of time um, to arrange this meetup. Um, and when it was time to meet, I was sharing with um, some of my discipleship group uh, members and asking for prayer um, to, to help me um, love this person, uh, to help me to have wisdom, to have patience, and how can I show Christ's love um, to this person. And as I surrendered that time to God, um, God showed me really how I could love this person, how I could sit down um, and just hear what's on his heart. Um, at the end of the meeting, um, he expressed how grateful, how thankful it was for him um, just to be heard um, and to process his thoughts along the way. So you have heard, um, serving means giving my time to God willingly. Serving also means um, what it teaches me what it is to love um, others genuinely. Um, the other point is that serving also um, teaches me what is discipleship. So serving is not just what you see on stage here. Serving also includes people with the camera, the AV, um, the ushers, but not only in church as what Pastor Gilbert has mentioned, it's really truly wherever God has places you. Um, so yeah, serving is not, for me, it's not on just on the stage, but where he has places me, like um, my cell group, the small groups, and also more so, more so at home. Um, so I do have a teenage son, um, and um, when, when he was growing up, it's very easy um, to bring him to church. And really, I want to appreciate all the parents who uh, consistently bring your children to church. Please keep doing it. Um, it's really a joy to see families in church. Um, for me, it was really easy to bring him as a kid as a, you know, to church because no choice, right? Have to follow the mother. Um, and, you know, just very easy to bring him to church. And when, you know, during worship, just push the hand up a bit, you know, show like he's worshipping. Um, and, you know, when he was transitioning to um, a teenager, it was during pandemic. And it was just a struggle for both of us in, in you know, managing how that transition is like. Um, and I think one of the desires of my heart um, for him is truly... Uh, for him to encounter God um, for himself, not just as because my mom brings me to church. Um, and one way um, I think that he has caught um, is when he used to follow me for like early morning prayers or when he follows me for rehearsals and um, him just coming along um, in, in, and, and just watching me serve. Um, but then again, you know, I didn't want him to see as serving as, oh, because my mom is serving, I should also serve in church just because. But I wanted him to understand that there's truly more than, than just because my mom is doing it, but because God has, you know, placed something in his heart. Um, and so that was truly one of my prayers for him to, to know God. Um, and just yesterday, um, he's back in PJ, um, he, he texted me and said, um, can I go for, for this missions candidates preparation? Um, that that his, uh, the youth are, are having in September. And I was very shocked because like, huh? You want to go for missions preparation? And then I asked him, um, do you know what is it about? And he replied, 
Yeah, it's uh, about sharing God's word. It's, it's really about learning how to do it. This is like a practice, you know, to, do, to go for missions. And I was like, okay. Um, and I was like really, really terrified on the inside. Um, and I just told him, sure, um, you know, what's the link? And, you know, maybe you can sign up. And he was like, and I asked him, when is the deadline? Then he said, there's no deadline because only 60 packs. You know, it's only once, 60, once it reached 60 packs, it's done. So I was like, okay, sure. Once you have the link, go and register. And then at night, he texted me and said, okay, I registered. But actually at the remarks area, what am I supposed to write? So I asked him, oh, is it like remarks as in like, you know, you're allergic to food or, you know, something. Then he's like, actually, I don't know. But I just wrote there, I want to learn to serve. And that really caught me off guard because I realized that then he had caught it. Um, what it means um, to, to serve. Why does he want to learn to serve? And that's really a desire that he has um, in his heart. And I remember telling God, like, God, my heart is not ready, but thank you for this. And thank you for this reassurance that, you know, he has caught something. And, and that's truly what discipleship is about, um, to be modeling what serving is. And I just want to encourage parents here or even adults and youths to model what it is to be serving uh, for the next generation. And so, um, yeah, that is really what serving is to me. And um, let me just close with one, one more story. <laughs> um, so recently at uh, Resonate Academy, we run classes um, for, for, for believers uh, to be equipped with skills to be uh, ready to serve in ministry. Um, and there was this uh, vocal class that we have, um, and we were actually lacking of people to meet that target. Um, but I just went ahead. Um, with it, and, and the mentor came to me and was sharing how God has been so, so good to her and how God has provided uh, people to meet uh, the minimum numbers of uh, a vocal session that she had and God gave more than what she needed and how people just rallied and gathered to help her. Um, and I was a bit discouraged because I was like, God, why you could do it for her? Why couldn't you do it for me? But it's okay. I just want to surrender this time and this class to you. And just before the class started, we had three more walk-ins and that really exceeded the number of people that I needed. And that really, really showed me how God was, um, how God was really faithful um, to me. And he was showing me and he was really reassuring me that no matter what it looks like on the outside, the impossible, that God really has um, my back. And so one desire I have is really to um, be faithful with what I have given, not just on the big stage, um, but also in the smaller areas of my life in serving Him. Thank you. Okay, so Pastor Gilbert asked me to share what the three points again. So the first one is my time, um, my time to love and also discipleship. Thank you. Thanks, Bridget. I love her three points, so make time to love and to disciple others. So now we go into the next question. Is how does one then serve wholeheartedly? How does then one serve wholeheartedly? And the first one is through a personal relationship with God. The danger is for us as Christians, when we get, get on with life, we get on with doing and performing in church, even in life in general, 
uh, when Daniel calls you, can you come and help me in this or whatever? I, I, I want to do it. So we were very caught up in the doing. But the more importantly, what God is looking for is a personal, daily encounter between you and God, between me and God. Every day, it's so, so crucial. The very day you say, Jesus, come and be my Lord and Savior, is the day you say, I will serve you. Means that I will follow you, and I desire to have a personal relationship with you every day. So having a relationship with God daily and serving God goes hand in hand. It cannot be I serve God and thereby I know Him a lot more by doing and by doing things in church or by being a good Christian out there. It has to be in tandem. I have a personal encounter with God every day in my life as I read the Word of God, as I seek His face, as I bring to God my petitions in prayer. And in doing so, I cultivate a desire, a a listening ear to the Holy Spirit and how He leads and guides me in matters about life, in matters pertaining to to church and and ministry. And, and, And I am guilty of this too. As a pastor, I can get caught up so much in the work and ministry. At times, I forget what is more important, yet sounds very basic and rudimentary, but absolutely essential to my personal life, which is coming to the Lord every day in personal worship, means reading the Bible, meditating on the Word, journaling, and just hearing from the Lord what He has for me for the day. So, number one, this is absolutely crucial, having a a personal relationship with God. And because serving is indeed a response of our love and our commitment to God. Serving, once again, is not about doing. It's not about pleasing position. not about ensuring that service is tip-top condition. Those are secondary. What is more essential is a response of our love and commitment to God. And as we respond in love and commitment, together as a body of Christ who are like-minded, Thereby, we are able to encourage each other in our journey of, of faith. The, the second uh, response is through giving. Not only giving in tithes and offering, but in giving of our time, in giving of our efforts, in giving of our commitment uh, to, to God. Now, as, as Yanli shared this now, I am an, an avid cyclist and runner. So today I was coming to church, I saw a lot of cyclists. Some of you may say, these cyclists are real idiots, ah. sorry for the term. Ah. They hog the road, I cannot tahan them. So I'm one of them actually in, 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 in PJ. Uh, I, 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 I cycle because uh, it's, it's fun and healthy, but I do so because intentionally to make friends with uh, pre-believers. And I, I really want to, to know them, I want to know uh, who they are, and I want them to know me for as Gilbert, not Gilbert the pastor, not Gilbert the, the Christian, but Gilbert first and foremost, so they see who I am. So as I, 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 I cycle, as I run, it takes a lot of time, a lot of time. And, and, and sometimes I cycle anywhere from two to four hours. That's a lot of time away from my wife, a lot of time away from work, away from ministry. But I do so because I see the, the, the need to build and cultivate relationship. 
So I've, I've, what's one story? I, I've come to know a, a fellow cyclist pretty well, and my wife has met her as well. So she's a single mother. Her husband passed away about three years ago because of, of cancer, and she has two teenage kids. Uh, sometime in April, her daughter, 16 years old, called me and says, Uncle Gilbert, can you come and surprise my mum on her 50th birthday party? I said, oh, of course, of course. When is it? Oh, Monday. So I asked her, who's coming for the party? Then she told me, oh, it's, uh, it's going to be my auntie, my uncle, my godma, and my brother, and me. That's all. Oh, I said, really? Yeah, you want me and my wife to come? This is an like inner circle, no? Family. Say, yeah, yeah, come, come, come. So we decided to come to go for dinner. Now, if you know KL, I stay in PJ and this family stays in Kajang. So I had the dinner was scheduled at 7:30 p.m. And we left our house at 6. We arrived at 8. <laughs> So I was telling Daniel, traffic in Penang is crazy, but here yeah, it's quite bad as well. So we were just discussing with my wife, uh, why would we be so crazy to sit through two hours, two hours, uh, to go all the way to Kajang and celebrate uh, our friend's birthday? Then we, we, we decided that it's to build friendship, to build relationship, particularly with people who don't know Jesus, requires a lot of time, a lot of effort, and sometimes getting stuck in traffic for two hours. But to come to this moment where they would invite me to their home for a celebration, it took about 10, 11 months of building friendship on a weekly, sometimes once every two weeks basis of riding two, three hours. So for them to invite me, 10 months, that's a lot of time to invest. So friends, to love people requires giving of not only money, of time, your efforts, your commitment. And this is how the love of Christ is being shown. It's being shown. So when we went for the dinner, we, we were there, we were having fun, and then suddenly... Uh, because her mom is a single mother, and they are not Christians, her, her partner came in. Her partner came in. And when the kids saw the partner, they were unhappy. Then they walked away from the living room. So we, we got to see the, the, the dysfunction of the, the family. And, and, and the mom was so open to share between uh, my wife and I the struggles she goes through with her family, how to raise a family as a single parent, yet having to grapple with the context of a, another person in the family as well. Uh, so all we can do is just to listen, to hear her struggles, and to pray, to pray. Uh, and this is why I'm so passionate now about sharing the gospel to pre-believers. In doing so, we have to make time and just love them accept them for who they are. So here I talk about giving. It's not only giving of your money or your finances, but giving also of your time. Yes, serving in church requires time and commitment. But if I can, if I can encourage you to have this paradigm shift that we come to church 
is for the body of Christ. But at the same time, we serve God with that. When a, a pre-believer walks into this house, they feel the love of Christ. They feel the warmth. They feel this is what it means to be part of a community of people who love, who yet we are, we are broken, but we are all together on this journey of, of faith. So tell your neighbor now, let's make time. So the, the, the third way of uh, how does one serve God is through faith. True faith. And, and points one, two, and three are related to points. Sorry, points one and two are related to point, point three. We must have a personal relationship with God. As we have that, that relationship with God, we give of ourselves because we encountered His love. And in doing so, we begin to grow in our, our faith. We grow in our faith. The, the, the danger is when we serve and when we do things so routine, we become so familiar with how things are done, with how we live a Christian life. We, we know what to say, what not to say, but that has got no substance of, of faith involved in our, in our lives. Faith is seeing that I am not able to do something. I do not know, I have no answers to to a problem, but I still trust in, in the Lord. In, in a family, in a family, there are a lot of issues that we go through of uncertainty about the future. Uh, Bridget shared about her concern about her son. Like she desires for her son to have own relationship with God. Uh, we all have our concerns probably at place of work as well, about our clients, difficult bosses, difficult employees. And all this year, if we include God in our lives, element of faith is, is there. This is where we say, God, I don't have the answers. I will trust in you because you say that you will lead and guide me and I will put my trust and my hope in you. And, and once again, going back to my story about making friends with my uh, with pre-believing friends, uh, I, I, I want... I tell my friends, this is I, I, how I live my life. So there's another story of a cyclist who got cancer. Uh, she got cancer in, in January of 2022. And then uh, she, cancer came into remission. She was, sick, she was free of cancer. She can go back to cycling. But during the entire time of just, of just uh, uh, um, going, fighting the, 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 um, the, the sickness, I, I began to encourage her uh, just, just say, hey, uh, in your time of you are, you are down or discouraged, just ask, just cry out to God. Let's talk to God. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Uh, she's not a Christian at all. So I said, just talk to Jesus. And, and, and so there was one time she, she posted on an Instagram story about a picture, a, a Christian, a Christian-like kind of a statement. And there in, in the story were, were uh, compliment songs. Songs. How many people know Insta story? Yeah? Do you use Instagram? There's not many here. Okay. So when you use social media, you post, they will post about quotations about, about faith, about life in general. And then they will add a music as well. This friend of mine, not a Christian, said something very 
Christian light. And then she added a Christian song where it, 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 the, 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 the song has no, no lyrics, but uh, if you know the song, it's, it, it, it's called Oceans, where it says, the chorus goes, Spirit leads me where my trust is without borders, and my, my feet will make stronger in the presence of my, my Saviour. So she, she played that and she shared to all her friends. So I asked her, do you know what is the meaning of that song? Uh, she said, no, I don't know. So I shared with her the whole song and she, she listened. Now why I share in context to my true faith is, for me, as her friend, I wanted to, I told her I've been praying for you, I've been praying that you recover for your healing. At the same time, uh, this is how you can call out to God. And she's been, been doing so. So I've been seeing gradually being more open to Christianity. Not because of me, but because of what God is speaking to her. And then at the same time, there are two other people also that also shares with her about God at the same time. So friends, my encouragement to you this morning is about how we can exercise our faith. It's just to be vulnerable and say, God, I can't do it, but I trust in you. That's all. It's that, that basic. Because faith is like a mustard seed. If you exercise your faith and let it grow, it becomes an oak tree. So involve God in every aspect of your life, in your marriage, in, your, in your raising your children, in your work, in your school, in every aspect of life. Involve Him and let God surprise you how He will lead and direct your paths. Uh, the fourth point is through your role. Through your role. So just know there's a call that you can serve in various capacities. So you come and serve in whatever capacities that, that you fit in and you serve through your role. Again, all of us, we wear different hats. This morning, you are a member of Trinity Methodist Church. But then you are a husband, you are a father, you are an employer, you are an employee, you are a neighbor, you are a student, you, are, you wear so many roles. But in whatever role that you wear, you can serve God. You can serve God because you are a follower of Christ. So as a follower of Christ, we want to represent Him well wherever you are. So again, friends, can you just say with me, I wear many roles, but I will serve God. Tell your neighbor, what role are you wearing today, right now? <laughs> and let me just share the, the fifth point. Uh, how does one serve God wholeheartedly through your passion or calling? I joined full-time ministry in 2011, and it has been a real joy for me to serve God with my wife in various capacities at DUMC. In uh, 2020, 2020, around the pandemic, I, I, I begin to feel very unsettled in my, my spirit. 
I couldn't put a finger when I, when I come to church online at the time. Then as church reopened in 2021, we come, come back in person, I, I couldn't put a finger what I was feeling. I felt something is wrong within me. I, I come to church very uh, routine. My, 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 my body is here, but my spirit is not here. And I'm doing church automatically. Everything is done automated. So this is a pastor here confessing that I can do things automatically as a pastor. I, I know how to talk to people. I know the right thing to say. And I, I know how to pray for people. I just know how to play the role of a pastor fairly well. Uh, and, and, and God began to speak to me and tell me, Ashley Gilbert, what you're going through is you are you're being suffocated in an environment where you, are, you don't have friends who are non-believers. Because <laughs> I'm in church, doing church work 24-7. I'm surrounded by people. I'm surrounded by friends, good people whom I dearly, dearly love. Uh, but then at the same time, being, being, being so involved in church and ministry, I begin to, my, my vision about life or ministry is so tunnel vision. Because we do church is for people who are out there to come to encounter God in a very personal way. First of all, through your life and through my life, wherever God has placed you. And, and it's only through cycling and running where I begin to expand my circle of pre-believing friends that I begin to see and discover why I am serving Him. So that Others may join DUMC. Others can join TMC. And, 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 and I now serve with joy and gladness. I've rediscovered my passion why I serve God. So that the loss, the loss is so many. There's so many. The loss, uh, there's so much opportunities for us to share the gospel so that they can come to God in a very, very personal way. And, and my whole paradigm shifted about doing church. Church, yes, is for us to, to love Jesus, to encourage each, each other in our faith, but also to effectively as well bring our friends who are pre-believers into our midst to share God and His Lordship over our lives. You know, as I begin to connect with my friends Christian and non-Christians, both, both Christians and non-Christians are very similar. We've got our struggles, our issues in life. The only difference is, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we have got Jesus. We've experienced hope. We've experienced grace and experienced forgiveness. And my friends here are trying to figure out about life. And the only way they know about Christianity is, is through me. And there are many, many of your friends out there who know God or who know the Christian faith through you. So my prayer even this morning, as we talk about serving, yes, serving, but my prayer for you this morning is that you begin to catch the heart of God for where God has placed you to be a blessing and to serve those who don't know Jesus so that they may come to know you, sorry, know Jesus through your lives. So allow me just to, to draw to a close and, and 
pray uh, with you even this morning about how we can serve God effectively, but serve God in our roles where God has placed us among believers and among pre-believers. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence here in our midst. Lord, you love each and every one of us here. Lord, you love this church so much. And this church has been a blessing to so many and will continue to be a blessing to the greater neighborhood of, of this area in Penang as well. So I pray for those who have caught from you this morning a hunger to share the love of Christ to those who are lost. Lord, will you give us a passion, a desire to serve those around us, to be the best witness for you, where we can be a witness for you, and also to serve in various capacities in this church as well as the call has been made this morning. Lord, we want to give you praise and give you glory, for you deserve our praises, Lord God. In your name we pray. Amen.